Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On today's episode, I have such an amazing guest for today's show. Uh, he is a dentist, but he is also the CEO and founder of the Halo Dental Network, which is a nonprofit organization. He's also the host of Drilled with Dr. Brady podcast. Uh, my, des- my guest for today is Dr. Brady. Hey. Thank you Thank for you. having me. This is this is great. This is great to meet you. Great to be on the program. I'm I'm uh, I'm delighted to be here. Man, I know, man. It's uh, it's such an honor to have you on. You know, I've uh, the way I found out about you was I've seen Stevo's video. Sure, that was being shared on Facebook, and so I seen that, and you know, I I checked out your organization, and it's just it's such a great thing that you're doing. You know, you're trying to help out everybody that needs help with. Everything they got going on, you know, with their dental needs. But, you know, we'll get into that. Um, yeah. But, man, thank you so much, you know, for making time and just, you know, coming on. Man, I'm so honored. Yeah, I'm sorry it didn't work out last week, but I was happy to, you know, reschedule and, and do whatever we got to do to connect. I love, listen, I know the podcast grind. I know it very well. So I'm happy to make this work. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Dr. Brady. So for the listeners, um, could you tell them, you know, where you're from? Uh, did you grow up there or did you move around a lot? And then, you know, what kind of started your interest in wanting to be a dentist? And then, you know, the story of your nonprofit and then your podcast. And I mean, just everything that you've been doing, all the work. Yeah. You know, you don't just wake up one day and like think I'm just going to be a dentist. That's what I'm going to do. Uh there's definitely an evolution of how that comes to be. Um, uh, so uh, I am in Camas, Washington, which is close to Portland, Oregon. So about 15 minutes away from Portland, Oregon uh, by car. And I've been here since 2014. Did move around a little bit. I did. Uh, I was in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado for five years. I did my dental school. Uh, education in San Francisco, uh, did my undergraduate in Idaho, Southeast Idaho, and I grew up in Spokane, Washington. So kind of Northwest-ish, kind of running around the Northwest a little bit. Uh, but I'm definitely a native of Washington, born here, grew up most, uh, you know, middle school, high school in Washington State in Spokane. And after working a little bit, in the profession of dentistry, I had an opportunity to come back to Washington State. Uh, Camas is right next to Vancouver, Washington, not Canada. People get confused with that. It's not Vancouver, Canada. That's different. I'm in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, Camas is just a little suburb, just four miles east of, of Vancouver. Um, as far as dentistry, how did I get into it? Oh, I had some mentors growing up. I had uh, that definitely stood as like an example for me of like what that dentist life is kind of all about. Um, so I was in Boy Scouts and one of our Boy Scout leaders who I looked up to just always was available. You know, whenever we had like hikes or, you know, uh, Boy Scout meetings and, you know, learning how to tie those knots and learning how to, you know, create structure. Uh, he was just kind of always there. And uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And the, one of the reasons was because he worked three days a week and made a, 
all the money he needed in three days and gave himself long weekends every weekend. So I thought at first that the lifestyle was just kind of something that was uh, pretty uh, appealing to someone who wants to have a family and pursue other hobbies and do other things. Uh, and then I kind of forgot about all that. And I went uh, on, a, on a mission for my church for two years in the country of Paraguay. And uh, when I was 19 years old, I got back when I was 21. And my mom told me, she said, I think you should really pursue dentistry. She knew someone who was an endodontist and she was just like, oh, they got, they got the life. You should look into this. I was like, sure. My mom wouldn't steer me wrong. It's a mom. She's my mom. Right. So uh, I buckled down, uh, went to school and uh, did fairly well. I kind of, I kind of always had the ability to grind out in school and hustle and, and get good grades. So that's what I did and got into a dental school called University of Pacific in San Francisco. Graduated in 2009, moved to Colorado uh, and started a practice there. Five years later, moved to uh, Vancouver, Washington, started a practice there. That's great. Like, um, so how long you been a, how long have you been a dentist? Uh, 2009 was when I graduated. 2009 is when you graduated. Yep, 2009. So I've been a dentist for, uh, what was that, 12 years? Yep. Jeez, that's crazy. 12 years. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I've enjoyed the last part of it much more than I've enjoyed, than I enjoyed the first part. So it's been a little bit of a struggle. It's not a, it was not a cakewalk. A dentist does not command the adoration of many people so mm -hmm. right yeah yeah and then i mean like because i was sitting here thinking you know how how does one um just become not become a dentist but become like like want to become a dentist i knew a guy that i worked with he wanted to become a dentist but i never got to ask him you know why he wanted to be a dentist yeah, and I would think few people would answer that question uh, with like, oh, I just love like teeth so much, or I love the artistry of dentistry. Mm -hmm. uh, most people, it's, uh, you know, you put your time in, you sacrifice now, and you'll have a really good living. You'll be able to, uh, you'll have a skill that allows you to live quite well. That's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. So if you think you can put eight years into buckling down and putting your nose in a textbook during your 20s, when most people are not doing that during their 20s, um, then you can come out of that in your 30s with that skill set that allows you to own a business, own multiple businesses, um, and, you know, uh, command that trade, you're good enough at that, at that trade, that set of skills that it allows you to make a really good living. And you can work five days a week. You can work four days a week. You can work three days a week. You can kind of control your schedule. Most dentists are their own, are their own, uh, they own their own business. So there, there's an entrepreneurial aspect to dentistry and, uh, there's a lot of perks, but it's a long, it's a long, it's a long road to hoe. Well, even before 
uh, it might be helpful, I think, to talk about um, even before the nonprofit existed, because, uh, you know, I told you that I liked the last half of my career a lot more than I liked the first half of my career. And uh, it wasn't because I wasn't making enough money, uh, which is one of the main reasons why people don't like their career sometimes is people don't, you know, I don't like the money I'm making. I should be making more money. Um, I felt very uh, unfulfilled in my job and I really began to hate dentistry. Um, and for the first five years, I allowed that to really kind of fester and take hold of my whole psyche. Like I would dread going to work, like literally dread is the word. Like I didn't want to go. Um, certain people would get on my schedule that I knew were difficult patients or would cause me trouble, like, you know, just conflict. Um, uh, and I would know, I would see them on my schedule for days in advance. And I would uh, think about coming up with excuses to not go in and lying about, I would, I would think about lying about being sick. I never actually did that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I had employees, like my own employees, like I'm the boss. And I had have employees that I dreaded to deal with, to interact with. Like I just, we used to get along. We didn't see things the same way, but yet I never did anything about it, you know? Um, and through a series of a little, you know, a period of time of some self-reflection and taking some personal inventory as to why I was feeling that way uh, with the help of my wife and a few friends, I kind of realized that I needed something needed to happen. And so I identified a few things that were kind of missing. And one of those things was a complete lack of any charitable service. I just didn't do anything. I didn't help out a soup kitchen. I didn't give money to people on the side of the road. I never donated to any causes. I never, I scrolled past people's GoFundMes. I never did. I didn't do anything, not a thing. Um, and I knew that that was wrong. I knew that, that I sh that's not the way I, sh I should be doing something. I was in a financially uh, fortunate situation. Uh, and I should be doing better with my life. Um, and doing better to help out people who happen to need the skill that I can provide. So I started to slowly add in charitable service into my practice, into my office, into my daily life. So I would, uh, I started with small stuff, really. It wasn't like big life-changing dentistry. Uh, like if you go look at Halo Dental YouTube right now, you'll see life-changing dentistry. And that's not how I, how I started. I started with small things, a couple fillings, pulling a tooth for someone, you know, coming in with their head in their, in their hands, you know, just excruciating pain, you know, uh, you know, bad abscesses and just being like, Hey, I don't have any money. And I'd be like, well, I'm not gonna let you leave. I want to take care of us. Just take care of this. Um, and so we would start with small things or I would start with small things. And I just began to see these little benefits, just friendlier relationships and increased in trust and, and reliability with patients who would come in. 
that I would be doing free work for. And then in, when I would see these patients on my schedule, like the previous patients I talked about that I would dread, I wanted to make up excuses to not see them. I would joyfully look forward to people I was doing free work on. So when I saw them on my schedule, I was excited about it. So all of a sudden, something that I told myself I hated uh, became repurposed, right? So now I like it. And what's the difference? It's the same. I'm still drilling on teeth. Like, like the actual act is the same act. But the reason I was doing it was different. I wasn't doing it for money. I was doing it for uh, 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 kindness, generosity, um, a, a little selfishly. I, I, I use those words, but like it's a little selfish because it was changing the way that I felt. And so I wanted to keep on pursuing that because it made me feel like being present at work. And uh, so that led to, I guess, kind of an addiction of wanting to pursue using my skills to help other people wherever I could. I just really kind of, when, when I would finish a, something, doing something for free, I would look, actively look for more opportunities to do that. And then I would find them. And sometimes it wasn't even like patients that came into my office. I've run into people in my day to day where I would just simply offer them to come by my office and have me help them out when they had visibly destroyed teeth. You know, you can tell sometimes by by talking to someone like, yeah, they're especially a dentist. You can tell it's a, it's a crime scene in there. We gotta, we gotta fix that. Um, so that's a long way to get to your question of what about Halo? So Halo developed as a result of that. So a couple of things that I realized. I realized that I, I, I began to believe that a lot of dentists wanted to do work like this. A lot of dentists wanted to do it. Um, and I know dentists. I'm friends with hundreds of dentists. Uh, I'm on forums with thousands and thousands of dentists. I consume dentists and dentist content uh, every day for the last 12 years uh, and longer, actually. So I know how dentists think. I know the job that we do. And I know a few things. So I begin to believe wholeheartedly that dentists want to do charitable work. But there's a couple of things that make it very, very difficult. Uh, number one is the cost of doing dentistry. It's really expensive. So you might have a dentist who says, yeah, I'd love to change someone's life, but it's going to cost me $6,000 in just lab fees. I'm going to pay a lab to make these porcelain crowns and bridges and do these. It's going to cost me $6,000. I don't want to do it that bad. I mean, that's, that changes the tune when you're like, I want to help someone, but I can't, I can't bust out $6,000 to do that. And that's reasonable. And so that's a problem. That's a obstacle to overcome. Um, the other obstacle to overcome is uh, dentists don't really know who to give it to. How do I, how do I know that the person will be deserving and grateful? 
And how do I know that this person deserves it? Um, and so those are, that's another obstacle. And so dentists become hesitant to like even have the conversation because I don't want to, I, I don't want to offer it if I don't really know who you are. I don't really know your story. I don't really know what your deal is. I don't know how it got this way. I don't know. It's going to just like fall apart right after we're done trying to fix you. And so that can turn into a big, a big headache. So Halo solves those problems. Halo vets patients. Halo gets to know patients. Halo requires anybody who wants to participate to be nominated by somebody else. You can't nominate yourself, which increases the probability that we know who we're dealing with a little bit. So when you have someone's mother or son or a family member or loved one or coworker vouching for them, or you have multiple people vouching for an individual, it's a lot safer to say this is a person that, that deserves it because we got five people saying so. So that makes a stronger case to choose that person. Uh, and then we have negotiated deals with dental supply companies, implant companies, dental laboratories that will do uh, donate the products that we need and donate the services to minimize or in most cases completely eliminate all the dental costs involved. Uh, so that a dentist who wants to give can just simply choose to, I want to. And that's the advantage of being a dentist over being say a doctor, right? Um, dentists are in this really fortunate position to uh, have complete autonomy over their skills and their talents and their offices, meaning most dentists work for themselves. I don't, I don't have a boss, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I look into my cabinets in my office and I see cotton rolls and syringes and anesthetic and uh, nitrile gloves, I bought all those. I own those. Those are mine. I get to decide how those are used. I pay the rent at my office. Nobody else does. Nobody can tell me how I can give away services or not because I am the gatekeeper because I own all the equipment. So that's different than a medical doctor, right? You talk to a surgeon, no, most surgeons work for a hospital. They don't own, they don't own the cotton rolls. They don't own the gauze. They don't own the sutures. They didn't buy those. They're contracted employees. So there would be lots of hoops to jump around. So that's really the advantage of, of, of doing this in dentistry is that we maintain this kind of side hustle compared to medicine where it's like, we just kind of run our own shows, which I love. And I want to keep it that way forever. I wish doctors were that way. I think that would solve a lot of the medical issues that we have in America. Mm -hmm. if, if we had docs that had more autonomy that could just choose or choose not to do something but there's a lot of strings pulling at doctors, a lot of strings from pharmaceutical companies to insurance companies, to hospitals, administrations of hospitals, large group practices, tons of things that pull doctors in different directions and, and influence them. Dentists, we're just, we're just running our own show, trying to keep our businesses alive, right? We're just, we own our own businesses and that's been really great for increasing access to care, I think. So anyway, that's a long story to get to your short question of, of um, 
how, what's Halo? So Halo, you know, we, we are open. All, all our services are open to dentists to volunteer as they wish across the nation. So that's a very new thing. We were doing it more locally. And now we have involved any dentists that want to can volunteer. So that's, that's Halo. Where, um, so where have you reached out to? Have you reached out everywhere or like, um, what do you mean reached out? Um, so you said, so, you know, I've been following your, um, videos and all that. And, um, so I see where you could nominate somebody Yeah, and then you did some live videos where you gave away, you know, where you had to share a post on your story and all that. And, you know, some of the things are you've reached out to other dentists in other states, you know, so that patient can be, I guess, closer. So they wouldn't have to like travel to you. In some cases. So we did a, we did a big giveaway on Instagram. I think that's what you're referring to. It was the only time that we decided to do a giveaway where people could kind of nominate themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not common for us to do that. Yeah. Um, But we wanted to create a little bit of a stir, a little bit of a presence on social media. And so we did some giveaways. I think we gave away four full mouth cases. Um, Three of them I'll be doing myself uh, here. And then one of them is being done in Philadelphia uh, by a volunteer doc. So I know a lot of dentists. So, you know, Halo developed, you know, I had to decide if I was right. Was I right that dentists want to give things away is that or am i maybe i was fooling myself maybe i was naive and wrong and dentists are all jerks and they don't want to give away dentistry so there was a proof of concept time in halo where it was kind of like let's go out there and see if we can get a couple dozen docs to to do this for i I know dentists i could call on some dentists i can text a few buddies i do a podcast where i get dentists to come on and talk to me so i know some dentists And let's see, let's put some other dentists in the driver's seat of Halo and see what kind of feedback we get. Mm -hmm. So I have reached out to some dentists, but never really opened it to anybody who wants to can just come on and start working with Halo and volunteering through Halo. Um, So uh, at this point, we need it. we, we, We prefer that it stays kind of a gradual incline um as we kind of keep on developing our ability to fundraise our ability to uh you know raise capital to increase our ability to do more cases right so our our primary goal is do all the cases that we can right i think we had for that instagram giveaway we had something like four thousand entries and all i want to do is all of them I can't mm-hmm. possibly do that. You know, I, that was the worst part about the whole thing. That's always the worst part is that I can't do 4,000 cases. I mean, doing four cases is a stretch, you know? Mm-hmm. So I took, I was only going to take on one. I literally took on an extra two um, just because of how many people, you know, because of the demand and even doing three by myself still makes almost zero dent in a, in a demand of 4,000 people who want the service. Um, but it's all about to me, the little things that you do that 
show an example, right? So this is what I want the doctors to do for Halo. And so I do it myself so that they see that and see, you don't have to do one case, you can do two, you can do three. Um, but at this point, we want doctors coming on who want to come on. So we have different ways of, uh, I mean, you saw us through Steve-O. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of doctors who also saw that. A lot of dentists watch that. And uh, the, one of the videos that Steve-O did with us on his YouTube page of like 6 million subscribers was uh, a tooth-related video. It was all about his teeth, right? He has jacked up teeth. He jacked up his teeth a lot, doing skateboard accidents and doing the stunts that he does. So we had some interesting, interesting things to say about his teeth. And then we helped out a fan of his, uh, flew him over here to, to fix his teeth for him as part of a, a collaboration. And Steve-O came up to Vancouver and we surprised his fan. And it was, it was super awesome. Uh, so we have a lot of ways of uh, getting the word out and letting people know that we're here, letting people know what we're doing. And actually, one of the best things to do, so I mentioned a lot of ways to get involved. If you want a free smile makeover, the easiest and fastest way I haven't even mentioned yet, which is to convince a dentist. If you convince a dentist to sign up to Halo for Halo and that dentist nominates you, well, that's game over because the dentists get to choose who they get to choose. They choose, they have complete autonomy. Uh, Halo, myself, and no one on my team influences their decision on who they choose. So it's a very genuine choice based on inspiration from the nominations that they read and the pictures that they see. Um, but if a dentist says, hey, I already know who I want to choose. I got someone in my office that told me about your organization and I'm going to choose them. It's game over. We, we don't even give them nominations. We just let them the dentist can do, the, but that's what we want. We want dentists doing this everywhere, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. So if the dentist, if the dentist nominates you, um, that's all we care about. We want the dentist doing that every year. And if dentists are doing that all over the place, then all of a sudden we take something very small and make it into something uh, huge, you know, by small things, amazing, great things can happen. So uh, that's what we think is taking off with Halo slowly, but sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wanted you on to, you know, um, I don't know if there's anybody around here, <clears throat> excuse me, anybody around here, but you know, I'd love Oklahoma Dennis or like Alabama or um, Dallas, Texas or wherever, you know, people are listening down South. I don't know if you have anybody down South, but get a hold of you, you know, to say, Hey, you know, I, maybe I want to volunteer, you know, maybe I want to, maybe I have somebody that comes into me and I, I can't do this on my own and I need your help, you know, because I want people to feel confident in their smile, you know, and sure. be everything that they can be, you know, because man, if you have like a jacked up smile or something, man, it's, it's a lot, man. It's a lot of um, terrible. It's being self-conscious about yourself, you know, so yeah, I, I, I really, I'd really love to, you know, see this just gradually, you know, get better and better and better and better and better and then yeah. just have everybody get helped. Well, that's, that's the goal. And that's been the difficult, that's been one of the biggest challenges is, is dealing with the, uh, uh, the DMS that I can't respond to all. I can't respond to all of them. Um, uh, dealing with, uh, you know, knowing that if I choose one person, there's a thousand people I didn't choose 
And that's, that's hurt. That's hurtful, man. I mean, like, I don't, I don't like that part of it, but someone needs to start. And, and that's the way something like this happens. There's a, there's a really cool, I, I don't know if it's a poem or an analogy or what you'd call it, but there's a story, uh, a, a parable, I think is what you would call it. Um, and it's a, it's a little girl on a beach and there's this, um, there's these thousands of starfish that have been washed up on the beach and they've been washed up in a way that it's clear that they're going to die. Okay. Thousands and thousands and thousands of starfish on a beach. And, uh, this little girl starts taking a starfish and she picks one up and she hucks it into the ocean. Right. And people looking by are like, what are you doing? Like, and then, you know, like people start ridiculing her. Like, what does she think? She's, she can't possibly make a difference. Uh, and then an old man, a man approaches her and says, uh, what are you doing? You can't possibly save all the starfish. What do you think you're doing? And so she picks one up and she looks at the starfish and she throws in the ocean. And she said, well, uh, I made a difference for that one. And then the man was so overcome with um, inspiration that he began helping her. And then when the people who were, when the onlookers saw that he was helping her, they came forward and also began, began to help her. And before too long, they had thrown all the starfish back in the ocean. And uh, so that's, that's the analogy of Halo. That's what Halo is. Halo is there's a lot of starfish need to be thrown back. Mm -hmm. And someone needs to start picking them up um, because it's true. It's really easy to get lost in the just enormity of the task, uh, which is which is to help everybody. That is that is the that is the uh, that is our goal. That is our ambition to help every single person who would come to us. Uh, that we would be able to facilitate that. Um, and I don't think that's impossible. And I don't think that's naive. And I don't think I'm being hyperbolic. I think that solving dental poverty is doable if the profession of dentist, dentistry would just somehow collectively flex and 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 do something it's 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 a poss it's a real possibility but you'd need thousands of dentists doing it but there's mm -hmm. 240,000 dentists in the United States if even 10% of them flexed right if, if even 10% you had 20,000 dentists doing 20,000 cases, right? Mm -hmm. I would be able to take care of the 4,000 people. All of a sudden now, 4,000 people on my Instagram giveaway, that doesn't seem like a big number anymore, does it? Mm -hmm. That seems like a doable number. If I had, uh, it, it, I would much rather have the opposite problem where I have dentists volunteering and me telling them, I, I don't got anybody for you. I got nobody. Nobody needs this. Sorry. <laughs> you know, come back next month. Uh, mm -hmm. that would be a dream come true. Uh, and I think it's doable. I mean, I really think the more I look into it, the more I've been, in, uh, the more I get involved and get deeper into halo and building this, the more I think it's, it's absolutely doable. And in, like the impact we can make is going to, is, is, is very real. Yeah, it is doable. I mean, it's, I, I've been like the following you. Numbers, the numbers oh, are in the favor. The numbers are in our favor. And it just, you know, it's like, 
You ever been, you ever sat in traffic and like bumper to bumper traffic and you just think to yourself, if every single person just slammed on the gas right now, just started moving, mm-hmm. traffic wouldn't exist. True. Right. Yeah. Right. If, but somewhere in the front, people are slowing down and doing something and looking at something and passing a wreck or doing something. But if everybody just moved, traffic wouldn't exist. So it's kind of like that to me. It's, uh, it's kind of a weird thought. Like, of course, it's impossible. You couldn't ever make everyone like move it. But it's possible. Like you mm-hmm. could. If somehow you could get in the radio stations and be like, on the count of three, we're all going to push the gas pedal and get out of this. Okay. Yeah. We can solve our own problems, but we have to, we have to know how to communicate and uh, collectively work together to make bigger things happen. It's bigger than any individual. So what's cool about Halo is that Halo doesn't depend on like a headquarters. It's not like a place you come, like a, we don't have like a, like an office where you come and everyone in the nation comes to this one Halo office to get free work. No, every single office is the headquarters. It's completely decentralized in its design so that every single office contributes their little person for the year, right? Every mm-hmm. office does one, every office does one, just one person. And you'd have a quarter million people every year. If you had every single dentist involved, you'd have a quarter million people every single year. And there's like 6,000 dentists that graduate every single year. You know, every year we add 6,000 more dentists into, and there's not 6,000 people retiring actually. There's more and more dentists coming on than, than leaving. But that just gives you some numbers. Like every single year, there's 6,000 more of us coming into the market. So it's just, these are large numbers. And so when you see like, I do a halo giveaway on Instagram, I get 4,000 recipients. I don't think it's crazy to think, take care. One day I'll be able to take care of every single one of them, do them Mm -hmm. all, right? I can't possibly do it by myself, uh, you know, but we're building the army and it's, it's getting significant and it's getting a lot of, uh, it's getting a lot of positive feedback and positive traction. Yeah, I, man, I don't understand how it could get like a negative, you know, feedback or traction or anything, because I mean, it's such a, it's such a great idea and it's just such a great thing that you're wanting to do. You're like, you're just wanting to help out everybody and end this dental poverty. I don't know that dental poverty is a term. I kind of, I mean, I didn't, I don't want to say I invented it, but I didn't, it's, it's a term that I use to describe a state where your teeth are what keep you back in life, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a relationship because your teeth, you don't have a job you want because your teeth, you don't get out. You don't do fun stuff outside because of your teeth. Um, that's what I mean by dental poverty. So uh, there are definitely lots of other ways that poverty comes into play that dentistry doesn't influence at all. But the idea that someone's teeth holds them back is it's true and it's very real and it's very unknown to even loved ones when this happens so uh it's this silent little creeper that uh i think we could eradicate completely yeah yeah and see i didn't know about um uh like with regular doctors i thought it was the same thing for dentists too where there's a lot of strings being pulled you know i didn't know you guys could do your own thing like you're doing. 
Well, some dentists are employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all dentists own and operate their office. Some work. Now, m- most dentists do work for a dentist that owns the office. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, like I have an employee dentist at my office. She works for me two days a week. She's an employee. She could not, without my permission, come in and do free work and use my supplies and my resources to do free work without telling me, right? That mm-hmm. would be kind of tantamount to stealing in a way, right? Like these aren't, these don't belong to you. You have yeah. to go through the actual, you know, you know, ask for my approval. Now we do, she does, and we do that, but, um, uh, you know, so some dentists, I don't know the figures on, of the 240,000, how many own their offices and how many are employees. Um, but usually the, the owner doc is the owner of the practice. And most states in the United States don't even allow a non-dentist to own uh, to own a practice. So there are states that will say, like, if you're not a dentist, you can't even own a dental practice. There are states that don't. And so you have big corporations that come in and buy up dental practices, and those are the owners. Most dentists are not okay with that. And for the reason of like maintaining autonomy, I'm also not okay with that. Uh, Not all corporate chains are like that, but wherever you're at in the United States, there's gonna be corporate chains. And they, you know, um, they kind of seek to control the dentist's skills in the same way that like a hospital would control a surgeon's skills, right? So Mm -hmm. all the, when a surgeon comes to the hospital, They don't bring anything except for their hands and their brain, right? Everything they need is waiting for them at the hospital, the scalpels and the sutures and the knives and the retractors and the gauze, it's all there waiting for them. And so that, like I was saying before, that's a place I I don't want dentistry to go because having autonomy, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Charitable service is just one, one thing. Like, you know, I, I take, you know, if I suddenly feel inspired with someone in my chair to do something for them for free, I like being able to just do it. I don't like the idea of having to say, Oh, I got to make three phone calls to see if I can even do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that would be annoying and uh, really frustrating for me. So that's, what's cool um, about dentists is that for the most part, dentists write their own ticket. Gotcha. See, I didn't know about that. Like, cause I know for us, you know, native Americans, we got to go through IHS. It's not always the best thing because they have to rely on um, money that is aided. Yeah. So that's the thing with that too. So, well, I wonder if it's different in Oklahoma than it is in Washington. So Washington state, we have uh, a number of Indian tribes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh uh, whenever I get a patient who's from a tribe, um, they have like I don't, tribal insurance of some sort. It's like through the tribe and it's like the best insurance ever. Um, and from a doctor's perspective, like it pays out well, it pays out on time. It doesn't have very many limits at all. So whatever they need, they get. Uh, those are the experiences I have with, but I don't think it's uh, Indian health services. 
It's that sounds different. So I wonder if that's different. Do you know, is that different state to state and tribe to tribe? I think it's, it must be different because I, for down here, um, I'm Pawnee, like I'm from the Pawnee nation. And so I live in broken arrow though. So I tried to call there and have something done, but they were like, you're out of our jurisdiction. You need to go somewhere else. And so I needed to go to Claremore, which was close to where I, it's, it's like 40 minutes away, but they were like, you're in that jurisdiction. So you need to go there, which I've never been there before. And you need to have our, you need to have your paperwork, you know, filled out over there and everything. And I was like, but that doesn't make sense because I'm Pawnee and IHS, like Pawnee nation health services are in Pawnee. So why can't I just go there? And they're like, well, we don't, you know, you can come here, but we're going to tell you right now, like we don't have, um, how fuck, like if you need major work done, we don't have like the numbing to, we're just going to do it like, like the old school way, I guess it was very confusing. So I don't know. I didn't really get the, I didn't really get the full answer. Like they were trying to tell me. And it was just kind of like, they were just trying to get me off the phone. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to out anybody, but that's what it felt like when I called. Something sounds fishy to me because in my, well, in my experience and other talking to other dentists um, and it is limited to Washington. I didn't, I didn't encounter any, tribal insurance in Colorado, but uh, it, it, they really took care of the tribe. I mean, the insurance they have definitely took care of the tribe. Hmm. I mean, in a, in a big way, major work, they could choose their, they could choose their dentists. Um, so I got people, um, what's it, the Cowlitz, Cowlitz tribe is the name of the tribe up here that I'm familiar with. Um, uh, and I mean, dentists get excited when a college, when a college person shows up because it's, it's good insurance. It pays well. And it, and it, you can do some work and you don't, and the patient doesn't have to pay. So that's a, that's a great situation for everybody. Right. Just from a yeah. business standpoint. So that's interesting. Um, but I would, I would uh, maybe try again or t- can you talk to other people? Uh, if you, do other people in your tribe also experience the same type of like headache and frustration? Well, we don't like, so there's a, you said that tribe has their own insurance, like their tribe like offers that insurance to them because we don't have that. Like it's, um, it's definitely, it's definitely insurance that the tribe has gotten or acquired some way. So being part of that tribe, you get this insurance. Now it might be the state of Washington Mm -hmm. um, that just is more friendly than the state of Oklahoma. I don't know uh, Mm -hmm. how, I I I have no idea how it works. I know this goes back, it goes back years. It goes back before either of us were born. Right. But um, there are lots of deals going on with government agencies and, and native American tribes and, um, I mean, it's one of the reasons why, like, um, for example, in Washington State, you're not allowed to use, uh, like, DraftKings or FanDuel. You know what those are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so sports betting. You can't mm-hmm. use those in the state of Washington because the tribes that control the casinos and mm-hmm. the gambling, uh, 
they have like a monopoly on that and they don't allow even internet gambling. So if you want to gamble, you got to go to the casino to gamble. Whoa. And, 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 and the tribes have complete like monopoly rights on all that stuff. So that's why like FanDuel's and DraftKings, you can't even use that. Any, mm-hmm. any internet gambling is illegal in the state of Washington. Can't do it. Wow. So there's a lot of ways like the government protects the tribe, uh, helps the tribes maintain their monopolies on things like that to create revenue. And so the mm-hmm. tribes here, at least here in Washington, the tribes are very, they do well from what I understand. That's and the, probably the, why. The patients who come in. So that might be where they just coming from a state of like more affluence or something like that. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised to hear it's different in, in Oklahoma, but they, uh, they it must, must do well. They must generate like a lot of great revenue within. They must have their casino and other businesses that they've opened up to to generate um, that kind of revenue for their tribe. Because I know tribes do. Some tribes give out a per cap as well. Per cap is yeah. a monthly you know payment to their tribal members from all the business revenue they get. So see, my tribe, we don't we don't get that. Like, so I think that, I think that's where the difference is. And I yeah, think that's how be, they would get their yeah, insurance. Yeah. You're Pawnee. Yeah. Pawnee. Yeah. We don't like, we're having a lot of, we're having a hard time, you know, trying to um, get to that point. That's another story. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, well, uh, you know, that's interesting, that's why- man that's why halo exists, man. Halo exists to kind of help out whoever needs help. So Mm -hmm. there are, uh, listen, state insurance, um, like not tribal insurance, but like state insurance, Mm -hmm. very different state to state. You got 50 states. So you got 50 Medicaid programs, 50 different state insurance programs that cover dental to varying degrees. And, uh, you know, like for example, in New Mexico, state insurance covers root canals. Uh, uh, California doesn't, you know, it's just like, so if you need a root canal, you're lucky if you're in the, uh, Mexico. Term, like the tribe of New Mexico versus mm-hmm. the tribe of California. Right. So it's kind of, the, I bet it's similar tribe to tribe. It's gotta be different. Just like state to state is very different. They control mm-hmm. that differently. The coverage is completely controlled by states, not by federal government. So, but there's a lot of that relations going back and forth, right? Of, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, uh, well, that's, that's some good info, man. I didn't know like that. Dang, that tribe must be well off then to have their, to be there, um, to give their tribe that their own insurance and all that. Like I never even thought of something like that. Like that would be great if tribes down here, I don't man, I have to ask, like if anybody's listening, like, let me know, like if your tribe gets like, insurance like that like that's really that's yeah. interesting like i've never even heard of that it's specifically the cow cowlitz c-o-w-l-i-t-z cowlitz the cowlitz indian tribe i've had multiple encounters with patients from that tribe that are uh um they get what they need so man dang that's yeah. that's pretty that's pretty uh that's interesting Sorry, I've always wondered sorry. how, like, sorry. <laughs> no, that's like good info though. Like yeah. I didn't know tribes could do something like that. You know, I've always wondered if there's any native American dentists that could possibly start something like this too. I don't know any native American dentists. 
you know, it'd be great to hook them up with you or get in contact with you or something like, yeah. Like, and if anybody's listening, if you know, even anybody can do this, hit up Dr. Brady. Like, yeah, it's gotta be just like the leadership of the tribe is buying it. And then all the members of the tribe just get it somehow. So uh, I, I don't know. Next time I see him, I'll ask for more information. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. That's that's crazy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if, if anyone knows anything, I mean, like, I'm. You mentioned hit me up. You can hit me up on. Um, I'm easy to find on Facebook and Instagram. Halo Dental on Instagram. Drilled with Dr. Brady podcast on Instagram. You can DM me. I respond to most of most of the DMs. Um, um, uh, Dr. Brady at halo dental network.org. That's my email address. You can email me if you want. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, talk, talk a little bit, talk a little bit about your, uh, podcast before we end it. Oh yeah. So, uh, I do a podcast called drill with Dr. Brady podcast. Now I call it a patient facing podcast. I try to give a lot of patients kind of a pull back the curtain behind dentistry type of perspective. Uh, Cause a lot of people don't know a whole lot about dental dentistry. So um, uh, I have a co-host and his name is Lowell. Lowell is also the executive director of the Halo Dental Network. And he's, uh, we got to know each other as uh, he was a patient of mine first. That's how we got, that's how we met each other. And uh, yeah, it's fun. We have a lot of cool people on the podcast. We've had some fun celebs come on. Uh, Steve-O was one of our favorite guests on the podcast. We've had Dr. Drew on the podcast and uh, a bunch of cool people. Um, But mostly it's me and Lowell just chatting about the things we think we need to chat about. And we try to keep it dentally related. We do give away $500 of free dental work um, on our podcast only redeemable at my office. So you'd have to redeem it in Vancouver, Washington or Camas, Washington rather. But every week we give away 500 bucks, uh, legit $500 to be used any way you want at, at, uh, at my office towards anything. You can gift that too. So if you want it, you can gift it. You have to win it by listening to the episode. There's like a secret word that we give out every episode. And that word is used to redeem the 500 bucks. Um, Every now and then we do some work with comedians. We get comedians that come on and I do the podcast in my office while the comedians are strapped to nitrous oxide. And that gets real fun. That gets real wacky. So uh, also we film those. And so those are on our Drilled with Dr. Brady YouTube page. So you can see that we've done about 10 or 12 of those. Uh, they're really fun, man. So yeah, we get comics on nitrous oxide, I clean their teeth and, uh, ask them questions while they're high on nitrous. It's awesome. What? Oh, yeah. Did you not know that? No, no, I didn't know that. It's a little, it's, it's a fun little side thing we do. We get uh, every now and then it COVID really put a, uh, a hiatus in that. Um, I'm going to move this by the way. Don't be alarmed. Um, COVID put a little uh, damper in that because comedy kind of shut down for a little bit. Um, but uh, one second. Um, 
but now that COVID's done, or I'm sorry, not I shouldn't say that COVID's done. I should say now that uh, comedy is back, uh, comedians are traveling again, so it's easy to find comedians to come on. Lots of comedians, very willing to come on and have free dental drugs. <laughs> Free drugs. See, we're more than a nonprofit. And actually, this is super important. We we aim to entertain equally as we aim to help and serve other people. Uh, it is a, it's a big part of what we do, but we definitely want to bring people together through fun, entertaining things and also through meaningful, you know, acts of charity towards our community members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, man, I'm so happy that, you know, we got to connect a little bit, you know, I'm so Absolutely. glad that, man, that we got to get to get on here and hear the story, you know, of becoming a dentist and starting the uh, Halo Dental Network. And I want to, you know, I want to go out there and hustle, man. I want to ask around, you know, to see if there's any dentists that would possibly want to join, join your army. You know, and I uh, want to start yeah. doing that. You know, it's um, it's surprisingly easy to do. Uh, you can always point them towards the website. A dentist. The one thing is about the dentists joining is that they get a bunch of free stuff. They get tons of free stuff that they get to keep, like thousands of dollars of gear through these dental supply companies that support us. Um, and so for the gear alone that they get, it's it's worth joining halo plus they get the opportunity to help someone and change someone's life so it's 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 really not just like they're getting things for free they're getting stuff to join it's a really good deal for dentists to join halo uh because we make promotional videos that they can use on their website for their office uh that they get for free like that like these would be like four thousand dollar videos to hire a company to make for you they get it for free just for helping someone they get a bunch of like implants and implant gear uh, for, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's tons of stuff. So it's a really good deal for them. So it's not just like, I mean, you should, you should, I'm helping you out to phrase it that way. So you get a bunch of, you get a bunch of free stuff. Dentists like that. Yeah. Yeah. They should like that. I mean, so if there's any dentists listening or if anybody knows of a dentist that, you know, that, wants to join the halo dental network i mean this is a great time to jump on with dr brady he's doing a great wonderful thing and you know we all you know including myself you know we all need help but i mean i'm willing to get out there and just i mean i want to help as many much people as i want as i need to help man i've I've, i got family members and friends and that really need some help you know so and i'm willing to go out there and just hustle for you man like i want i want everybody to get help you know I we all it. like it's it's you know i want to be of service however i can and you know seriously if there's anybody out there that knows a dentist or if there's a dentist like listening to this like just hit up dr brady hit up me and i'll hit him up or whatever you know let's all let's all connect you know let's all help each other out this is the only way it's just, just gonna, it's gonna get bigger and better you know like you're saying like you're 4,000 people that needed help. If 4,000 dentists could just help, you know, wherever they're at. I mean, like that would just knock that out. Like that's that's so crazy. That's not a lot of dentists. That's we're talking, uh, we're talking, uh, that's like 2% 
2% of dentists. Yes. That's all that is. Just two, if 2%, two if two out of every hundred said yes, that would, that would mean every single person who applied for help on that halo giveaway on that Instagram giveaway. That's all we would need. That's a, it's like, and I think we can get more than that. I think over half of the dentists, I think one out of two dentists, if they knew everything that we were doing would say yes. So it's just a matter of us scaling up the right way gradually until we can get uh, to the point where we can actually service a hundred thousand dentists doing a hundred thousand cases every single year, like constant, just constant people getting helped. And uh, it's a finite number, man. Well, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say finite. There's always people. I mean, there's always people just like there's like 6,000 dentists that graduate and enter, enter the workforce every year. There's, there's people every year who need dental work that didn't need it last year. There's always going to be that too. Yeah. So there's always going to be a constant stream, but man, this is a problem we can, this is a solvable problem. This is not a, this is not a problem that needs to exist. It can, it can be, it can be killed. Easily. Yeah, exactly. And man, I appreciate yeah. you bringing me on, man. Let me talk about it. And I, uh, yeah, I encourage anyone listening who wants to help a couple things you can do. Talk to a dentist. If you are a dentist, talk to me, go to halodentalnetwork.org. If you just want to help, uh, if you can part with $5 a month, um, it's just insane how much these little donations help out and add up and allow us to do more work. It's like every single month, we are getting more and more donations that allow us to do extra cases. And it's just money dependent. If I had a bajillion dollars, I could do way more. It's about just logistics and administration costs of running a nonprofit and, and getting uh, you know, employees and staff to the point where we can uh, facilitate the demand. So you know, your donations and your willingness to donate are super helpful. Yeah, you can set it up to do a $5 reoccurring monthly donation on the website. Um, you can do a one-time donation, however you feel like you can do. But that's, that's how we could really use help. That, that way anybody can help us anywhere they are. Exactly. And you want to, exactly, like I, that anything helps. I mean, God, man. It all yeah, adds up. It all adds up, man. It's, I mean, it's I mean just, you, get a, you get 100 people giving us $5 uh a month and that that's that's a lot to us yeah, that, yeah that helps out that helps out a lot yeah for sure i mean that's it might not seem like much but like you said 100 bucks 100 people a month for five bucks i mean shoot for the whole year <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um and one more time did you want to shout out your social and all that one more time yeah halo dental halo dental uh, or Halo Dental Network on Instagram, uh, Drilled with Dr. Brady on Instagram. Those are the two places where we're most active. Uh, our YouTube pages, we could use some subs on YouTube, same names. Uh, you can look us up on YouTube and see a lot of our video content. It's pretty awesome. You can see exactly what we do, especially Halo, when you look at our video content. Funny Stuff with Comedians is all on Drilled. That's, that's wild stuff. I, I listen, you should look into that. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and everything we do, it all goes back to um, helping to fund and give, give exposure to Halo Dental and, and, and helping more people out and getting more dentists on board. Yes, sir. So everybody, you heard that. Go give their Instagram a follow. Subscribe, rate, review to this podcast. 
drilled with Dr. Brady. So you go, please subscribe to his YouTube channel. He needs more. They need more subs. I mean, yeah. let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it all out there, man. Let's let's start spreading all this love, man. Let's let's start spreading everything out oh, for this. It's, it's just, it. man, it's it's a wonderful thing you're doing, doctor. And please, anybody knows the dentist or any dentist that do listen to this, hit up Dr. Brady, you know, let them know that you want to be a part of this and just spread all this, you know, let's let's end all this, these um horrible things that are going on with dental, you know, like, I mean, not like horrible things with dental, but the problems that people have with, you know, finding a dentist, affording it, let's end all that. I mean, it's, you know, we're all here to help each other. We should be helping each other. Um, so it's an easy sell, right? It's an easy sell. Yeah, it is. It is. I think so too. I think so. so It it is, but thank you so much, Dr. Brady. I appreciate you coming on. You're welcome back anytime, you know, want to come back on talk, whatever. I mean, anytime, you know, I appreciate it. And, uh, so I guess until next time, everybody, Peace.